Hey guys, welcome to episode number 76 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, just before we dive into today's episode with Meg, Meg wants me to let you all know that she is offering a little bonus for our listeners today. Since you were so kind to her last time, she wants something to give back to you. So she offers two things, a consultation over Skype, and then she also offers the Get Glow Holistic Healing Package. So basically, go on her website and check out both of them. With the consultation, if you get that and mention that you found her through me, she is going to give you a bonus two-week meal plan that is designed for skin health and clearing up acne. And if you'd like to purchase the Get Glow Holistic Healing Package, she is willing to give you a 15-minute bonus chat with her and she can give you catered advice that will help you heal your skin. So I'm really excited about this. Thank you so much, Meg, for offering this to all of my listeners. It is so nice and go check her out on Instagram. Don't forget getglow.to and get ready for today's episode. It's a really amazing one. Hey guys, Meg is back. She is an acne specialist and a holistic nutritionist from Toronto, Canada, where I'm from. And we already did a podcast together a few months ago, got such an amazing response. So I did a Q&A on my Instagram stories for more questions uh, for Meg. And yeah, here we are. Hi, so nice to be back. I'm so excited to uh, dive into this topic again with you. I'm so excited to have you back. Everybody loved you from the last podcast, and we got so many freaking questions. Overwhelming amount. Yeah, it's crazy. Everyone wants to know about skincare. Everyone wants to know about acne, and especially hormonal acne, and you know how to just cure their skin. So yeah, I'm really, really happy. Thank you so much, Meg, for coming back on. Of course. I'm so happy to be back. Amazing. So let's start with the first question we got very, um, we got a lot of. So what foods to avoid for good, clear, glowing skin? Yeah. So I'm going to preface this with saying food and acne, the link between both, it's a tricky one. Um, because you also don't want to get to a restrictive mindset with food where you feel like you can't eat anything. So you know, I'll name the major ones, then I just kind of want to expand on it a bit. So the major triggering ones would be dairy, obviously, just because it's so highly inflammatory and traditional conventional dairy is obviously full of hormones. So by the same token, um, any packaged processed foods or animal farm factory animal products, um, so nothing, anything that's not organic um, is problematic too for those kind of same hormonal reasons. So especially if you're struggling with hormonal acne, those are the big no-nos to avoid. Um, refined sugar. I'm not crazy with that. Like you can eat honey and you can eat, you know, maple syrup and that stuff. Like you got to live your life too. Um, soy is a really tricky one too, especially for hormonal cases. Um, especially just because it's mass produced and it's often not organic. So things like tofu, that's, that's a tough one as well. 
Um, and then surprisingly, peanuts and peanut butter are um, are also triggering too because they're foods that are high in androgens, which is like male sex hormones. So I like to avoid those as well. That being said, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there saying, you know, if, if you, you eat any dairy, you're going to break out. Like that's not necessarily true. I will say for chronic cases, that means like you've had acne for a couple years. It's persistent. That was definitely my experience um, when I was healing. And the likelihood of you giving up those foods and the acne going completely away is very slim. I say this also because I've done this and I've seen it in practice a lot. Like I did every diet under the sun, no gluten, no dairy, candida, no fats, no carbs, all that stuff. And my skin really didn't budge. And the reason for that being is I was so stressed about food. So it ends up being kind of a double-edged sword diet and acne. So if you're okay to have like a 70-30 mentality where you're avoiding all those foods for the most part, but when you go out to a restaurant, you go out to a restaurant, you just enjoy, or you go to a friend's house and you're not like, well, I'm going to bring my own food or I can't eat this, this, and this, please make me this. I think, I think that's the more like healthy mindset around kind of food and acne. Mm, and then it's because like your cortisol obviously spikes when you're stressing out all day and that affects your skin too. I've even noticed like my stress, like I feel like I'm a very healthy person and I feel like my skin and my body both, like I, they just haven't improved at the rate that I'd like them to, um, you know, health wise because of my stress levels. thousand percent. Stress, I think, honestly, is the biggest culprit because it affects everything. It affects everything. So exactly. Like if you're, if you're, like it's all fine and dandy if you're eating that way, but if you're stressed about it, you're not, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Okay. So how do I get less stressed? Yeah. Well, you've got to, <laughs> yeah, I know. It, I wish I had that magic solution to that too. I'd like to know too, just FYI. Um, no, it's, um, <laughs> you got to find what is right for you. Certainly there are things like supplementally wise you can take like vitamin C, for example, you're depleted in um, when you, you're stressed, when you're stressed, you deplete vitamin C. So you can stock up on stuff like that. You can do the whole like um, adaptogen route too. People have a lot of success with that. Um, but you know, I think more it's mindset shift. So Things like journaling, things that you're already doing every day, right? Like for my acne clients, a big part of my practice is doing the emotional support work. So it's a very psychological psychological thing to have. So you have to address mindset too. So I give them, I've come up with all these like exercises tailored to shifting mindset and certain thoughts that are usually very uh, similar across the board for acne clients. And I get them to do these workbooks either every morning when they wake up or at night. So either they're starting their day off with a healthy mindset or they're ending the night before sleeping and healing with a healthy mindset. So that's a really great one. Um, I think specific to acne, but stress wise, um, yeah, you're, you're doing, I mean, obviously you're doing so many of the things that I would already suggest, like, you know, exercise, um, walking outside, meditation, meditation, breathing, breathing, like just taking a second and doing like a four count inhale and a four count exhale. It's wild. It resets everything. Wow. Oh my goodness. I'm doing that now. Just as you're saying it. Yeah. We we actually do hold our breath literally all day. We don't even think about breathing because it's something that just happens naturally, but we're not even doing it properly. I know. It's crazy. I had this roommate, um, she's like my, one of my dear friends and she's very uh, into yoga and breath work. She always has been. And, and, you know, my health journey has come later in life. This wasn't how I always have been for sure. Um, so it's taken a while to like figure out what works for me and what doesn't, but 
she used to always comment on how I would never breathe. She's like, we'd be in the kitchen. She's like, breathe. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was holding my breath like that. So breath work for me has been a really cool one to implement because it's so simple. You can do it anywhere, right? Mm, Yeah, absolutely. That is such a powerful tip actually because so many people see meditation as such such a big feat. You know what I mean? It is for some. Yeah, it is. It really is. But And I completely can relate because some mornings like I I try to do it every morning, but I don't because in, you know, sometimes when I wake up, I'm just not in the freaking mood. Yeah, and it's not (laughs) – and that's the thing too. I think this is a good point that you're bringing up. Pushing our bodies to do something we do not want to do is so much more harmful. It's so much more stress on the body. So you really, it's like intuitive eating, right? Intuitive, like just lifestyle. Like, do I want to work out today? No, not really. I'll go for a walk instead. You know, do I, or do I feel like going and pushing myself, sweating, like going to a crazy bar class? Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do, I'm going to honor whatever my body wants to do that day. Mm-hmm. Cause we're so stressed about the fact that we're not where we want to be yet. And that just makes everything worse. I, that's something I really need to learn how to master because I can totally, you know, relate to everybody struggling out there with that because I definitely do hundred percent. Yeah. We're always like, you know, you're just always climbing for something else. And it like, it's with skin too. Like this is a good example coming back to acne as well. Like for me, my struggle is that like, first of all, you need to accept what your skin is genetically, right? Like I have the way that my genetics are, the way that my skin is, it's never going to be absolutely flawless, perfect, no matter how much I'm, you know, doing proper skincare, not not eating bad foods, taking care of myself. That's just what my skin is. So I think skin acceptance too is like a huge thing. The same thing as body acceptance, right? Like coming to realize like this is your body and and this is your skin and you want to love it how it is and not basically, you know, when my acne left, I was like, well, now I have scars. Great. And now I was only focusing on the scars. And then when the scars faded, oh, well, now I have a few of those closed comedones, those little bumps, right? Like it's, you always are trying to like strive for perfection when that's the last thing you should be doing, right? Like you want to accept where you are, like you're beautiful as you are. I love that. That is so powerful and so true. And I think we just struggle with that so much, especially as women, like the whole perfection thing is just such a big thing for all of us. And, you know, it's so much easier said than done, but just accepting where we are right now. And like, obviously looking to improve in every way, shape or form, but just not going crazy obsessive on it is so important. Yeah. It's the obsessive thoughts and like that, this obsessive thoughts for acne, like I see it with everyone in practice. Like they all kind of, we all, we all kind of share the same thing where it's like, you can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop focusing on it. You go and look at the mirror 50 times a day. Like it's, you know, it's something that you really have to, to address, right? Cause if you're doing that, there's no way proper healing can take place. Cause the focus is just on the negative, the negative, the negative, the negative. You can't improve like that, right? Like, you know how important mindset is. Oh God. Yes. And we talk about it all the time on the podcast. And I was just thinking, well, I was just thinking too, like, you know, when you obsess over something about yourself, it's like 95% of people don't even notice like the amount of times I've had a pimple and it's completely changed how I've, you know, give my, given myself out to the world that day. And then my friend's like, why are you in a weird mood? I'm like, well, I just like this thing's on my face. And she's like, I didn't even notice. Oh, story of my life, Mimi. I don't know how many times that's like my friends are like, what are you talking about? Like, we do not see it. Like, you need to stop. Right. Yeah. It's the same way for everyone. And people aren't like, 
people aren't looking at your flaws all the time. I think that's what we think. We think that everyone's out there judging us. Like, and I think it's tough because we live in a world where, you know, Instagram's only showing like perfection and, you know, models, no models have acne, no models have scarring. Like it's very rare. I think we've come a long way with the body image stuff and in, being more inclusive in that way. But skin stuff, I mean, it's, re- I mean, I can't name you anyone, any like print ad I've seen with someone with acne. Yeah, there's no print ads. But, you know, Kendall Jenner was open about hers. Remember that? Yeah, she was. No, that was a really – I'm glad she did that too. And there's another model. Um, She's my pale skin story on Instagram. I, her, I think her first name's Emma. She does a lot of amazing work. She's a model as well. And she does a lot of bare-faced work as well. Uh, oh, wow. That's we're, amazing. Yeah, we're going – you know, my hope is that we go – we keep going in this direction and we just kind of get to get to a point where it's normalized. Is it true, though, that if you have like a skin uh, problem, it's just a reflection of something bad going on inside of you health wise? Because I've always thought that like, because I know for a fact that the rosacea on my arms, um, you know, it's probably gut related issue that I just haven't yet been able to fight. So I've kind of heard, I guess, um, through the grapevine that like when you do have a skin condition, it usually is just a sign from something going on internally. Is that necessarily true? Because you were just going off about your genetics and that kind of made me think. Exactly. I'm really glad you brought this up. So there's a big misconception out there that if you have a skin condition, you're unhealthy. That's not true. So much of it is genetics. Like I cannot stress that more. Like it is a big part of why you have, like acne is so genetic. Like it, it, it's, and any rosacea, eczema, everything. So mm-hmm. now the flip side of that being, it can be aggravated by internal imbalances, but like, that's what I was talking to you about how accepting my skin, like I'm doing all the things that I know to do to balance internally and I'm still not going to have perfect skin. So that's my genetics. You know what I mean? And I need to accept that. Um, I can do the best that I can to fix those internal things and, you know, keep the flare ups at bay, but I'm, you know, it's never going to be like, I will never have a pimple again. And a lot yeah. of the time with, with other skin conditions too, right? So that's not always the case. Some cases are just, they come after being on the pill for 10 years. You know, we fix the um, hormones and then they're fine. But people who've had chronic ones were like, you know, for me, it started at 12. I don't know how long you've had your, your rosacea, but. Yeah, it was around like maybe eight or nine years old. Oh, so, yeah, totally. Totally genetic. And I'm sure. So you know, weird. Why didn't I have it before? Like, what the hell? Yeah, but sometimes it takes a while to kind of show up, right? And and mm-hmm. the other thing too is it it could have showed up later based on the imbalances trigger like triggers, right? Like you have your genetic disposition mm-hmm. and then you have triggers. Those are different things, right? So the tr- so that's why everyone has different root causes for skin conditions, right? Because not everyone and how you can have a friend who has acne and can eat pizza every day and the acne doesn't change. And then you have someone who can not touch dairy at all. Like it's maybe the genetics are there that they both have acne, but what triggers them is completely different. Mm, Makes so much sense. Mm. So let's get into, we had so many questions about birth control, hormonal Uh, acne. So let's get into that. One of the questions says, how to prevent hormonal acne when coming off of the pill or other hormonal birth control? Yeah. So this is a great question um, because you totally can prevent it. Um, it's it's work that I do often with women. So essentially you've been on the pill. You haven't been making your own hormones. Um, it's likely you went on the pill in the first place because you had acne. And now you're obviously worried that the acne is going to come back because essentially 
when you had acne in the first place when you were younger, there was likely a big hormonal imbalance going on. Now you went on the pill. So it kind of masked that, right? You stopped the imbalance from happening. The skin cleared. You were pumping yourself with all these synthetic hormones. Now, when you go off it, logically, the imbalance is going to be worse. The acne is going to be worse. So what do we do? So the pill, first of all, depletes uh, a bunch of key vitamins and minerals. So B vitamins being big ones, zinc, selenium, magnesium, these are all really skin healthy, skin protective vitamins and minerals. So first things first, you want to replenish the body with those. Then the second thing is uh, the pill also decimates the gut. So lots of dysbiosis going on being on the pill for a prolonged period of time. So again, logically, we want to make sure that the gut is healing because the way that hormones get detoxed from the body are obviously being pooped out. So that's got to be in place. Then the third thing is you want to make sure your liver is working optimally because you want to be, again, making sure that it's detoxing those hormones and then you're letting it poop out. So you want to do this prep work a couple months before. I say at least two months. And then as soon as you stop the pill, you want to take basically a hormonal imbalance, like a natural hormonal balance supplement to basically make an an easier transition into making your own hormones again. Mm, Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So what if, this is just a question from me, what if somebody has acne and they've tried pretty much everything in their mind and they want to go on to birth control to make it just go away? What would you say to that? I would say, you know what, it's everyone should be allowed to make their own decision. You're your own authority. Um, Now, from a perspective of what I've seen in practice, I can comment on that. Um, Eventually, you're going to have to come off. You know, you're not going to be on birth control for the rest of your life. You've, you know, women have to think about things like fertility as well. And I get needing to just needing the skin to clear. I get the desperation, but the problem is it's going to rear its ugly head again later in life. um, And it's going to be worse. So, I mean, I do, I, I, I obviously sympathize with it and I do understand it. And if it's something that you need to do for your mental health for a little bit, while you just kind of figure out um, a new plan and and maybe you, you know, come see me and we get you on a really regimented um, plan to get you off it eventually. And then maybe we combat the acne entirely we could do that. Um, but yeah, the, you're just running the risk of because you already have this imbalance and then you're, you're not making your own hormones. It's just going to be worse eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So what about this question? How do you treat skin colored bumps? Yeah. So that's like, um, non-inflamed acne. So they don't really come to a head. They sit under the surface. To be honest, those ones are really, really stubborn. It's something that I actually still struggle with as well. They're, they're harder to treat. I find than like cysts and whiteheads, but, um, the key to that is cellular turnover and exfoliation. So when I say exfoliation, I'm not meaning like St. Ives apricot scrub and like beaded scrubs and, and being super harsh on your skin. Absolutely not. You have to be gentle. So you can exfoliate, but be gentle. Um, the like gentle acids, so BHAs and AHAs, those are the way to really go, like chemical exfoliants. So you can do those a couple times a week. Again, I wouldn't go crazy, like three times a week at night. Um there's so many on the market, obviously. And uh, and then retinol is a really good one for that too because it's really promoting cellular turnover. Um, and again, retinol, you have to be a bit like 
ease into it, ease into all of these things, especially if you haven't used them because they are quite irritating to the skin. And because they are trying to cause cellular turnover, you can get a purge. So everything's going to come to the surface. The gunk's going to come out, which eventually is great. But at the time, it's not a nice thing to go through. So the more gentle you go, the less of a purge you're going to have and the less irritation, flakiness, redness, all that kind of stuff that you usually get from using retinols and acids um, will be a bit more managed. But that's, yeah, the best thing you can do for those. So is it the same kind of thing for cystic acne or is that different? Cystic acne, yeah, you still want to be exfoliating for sure. Um, It all is, in general, you're using most of the same kind of product like AHA, BHA, retinol, um, vitamin C sometimes. Um, But it also depends so much on the person's skin. So generally, those are the general acne treatments, yes. But you know, some people, they just need to focus on rehydrating their skin, building the skin barrier back up. And that's basically some of these products are so drying. People also tend to over exfoliate, right? So, and I used to, I'm, I used to do that a hundred percent. I would be like, okay, like I'm just going to dry this pimple out. I'm going to use so much benzoyl peroxide and salicylic acid. I just want to dry, 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 dry. My skin got angry, right? Because all of the oil production, it was them producing more oil. So then it was getting more clogged by keep drying it out, drying it out. So the approach, uh, my approach is to be way more gentle with your skin. So you can still use these a couple times a week, but really get a good moisturizer, a gentle cleanser. Hyaluronic acid is always great and a good sunscreen. And then kind of, you're going to have to pick and choose what works for your specific skin. If it's oily, if it's dehydrated, if it's dry, sensitive, reactive, like it's, I mean, it's, it's a really, it has to be individualized for sure. Hmm. So what about Roaccutane? And like, what do you think about that? Obviously, it's very unnatural. um, But it does work for a lot of people. Um, And and how likely is it for the acne to come back after going on Roaccutane? Yeah, so this is a tricky one. Um, And I again, I want to say, if if it is something that you feel like you need to do, um, by all means, do it. And I totally get being at the point where you have tried everything and nothing's worked for you. You've spent 1000s of dollars to just make the skin worse. And you just want a solution. It does work for people. Absolutely. Um, From my perspective, uh, it's a very harsh drug. So it's a very high dose of synthetic vitamin A. Um, it has serious side effects. So the liver can be like permanently damaged by a round or two or three rounds of Accutane. Um, I've known people to be blind and fertile from it. Um, had really bad. Yeah. It's, it's a serious, you have to be really, you have to know and educate yourself on what could happen and you have to make the list of pros and cons and see if it's worth it for you. Um, like I said, there have been people that have, have stayed clear the clients and a, a lot of my clients that have been on Accutane, they've went on three rounds and it's come back every time. So they now have permanent damage in their eyesight, their joints, whatever it is. And, you know, it's in my experience, there is always a way to heal naturally. Um, I just find my story was proof in the pudding. I mean, I suffered for so long, tried everything, but Accutane was something intuitively I didn't feel right for me. Um, I mean, that being said, I went on antibiotics. I went on the birth control pill. I did all that stuff, but there was just something about it. So I think you have to trust your gut feeling on that too, right? But Mm. it is from the cases that I've seen, it is likely that it, it can come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
what are the main causes of body acne? Like chest acne, back acne? Is this diet related or just like you said before, the same as face acne, more genetic or diet or hormone? It's like it's usually very related to testosterone. So a buildup of your androgen hormones and um, too much testosterone in the body. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. chest, uh, back, and then butt as well. A lot of people have acne on the bum as well. That would be – we'd want to look at the testosterone levels there and see if we can try to basically switch the direction of it going to like the bad pathway, which is like DHT, which is basically what causes acne, more to a good healthy testosterone, which is responsible for things like sex drive and like energy and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. So how do you balance your testosterone? Um, well, through supplements. So, um, the, like zinc works for some people in that way, just because again, it's like cutting off the bad pathway. And there's a few other herbs and supplements that, that you can play around with as well that help with, with testosterone. Mm-hmm. So next question is how to reduce acne scars. Yeah, this is, I get this a lot. So they're stubborn first and foremost. And the other thing about uh, acne scars is they are also genetic. So the way that you scar um, is is in your genes as well. So not to beat yourself up if you, I'm really prone to hyperpigmentation. So that like red um, aftermath of a pimple, I get no matter where I get a pimple, like that I get a red spot. So it ends up looking sometimes like you still have acne, a lot of my clients, but it's, it's all flat. It's just, it's healed. It's just hyperpigmentation. So, um, topically, this is all topical really. Like you could take collagen internally and vitamin C because vitamin C is a precursor to collagen and collagen obviously helps to plump up the skin. Um, but in terms of topicals, retinol does help because again, it's that cellular turnover. So it helps with hyperpigmentation. Vitamin C is another really good one. Now, vitamin C for acne is a bit tricky. Um, It is an antioxidant, but it can cause kind of a reactive acne in some. So I recommend always patch testing your actives just to make sure it's okay um, for your specific skin type. And then you can do at home like derma rolling, like the little like tiny little needles that basically prick the skin and tell the skin to kind of reform. Um, And then once your acne is, like completely gone, you can go get a professional microneedling. That's going to be the best for those um, deep scars, like the pitted scars. Yeah, I've had microneedling before. It actually, there are so many incredible before and afters. Um, I get my facials from this girl named Katie in London, and she has done the microneedling on me, and her before and afters are crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. But you have, like, again, the acne has to be gone. So if you're going, please be wary. If you're going to someone who's saying, no, no, we can do it over active acne, get out and run. That's not right. You do not want to do that. And it's just going to be a waste. So mm. make sure that's under control for a couple months. And of course, if you have one pimple, I'm not saying that, but I'm, I'm saying like consistent, persistent acne. We don't want to dive into micro needling yet. So the little derma roller is nice because you can kind of go over a few spots with that and avoid the acne, right? So if you're, you know, you your cheeks, have a ton of like ice pick scars and you want to deal with it, but your chin's still breaking out, you can still at home kind of do a few treatments to kind of speed along the process. 
Mm. So next question is, why do I only get spots accumulating on my chin and jawline? These questions are from Instagram guys, by the way. Yeah. So that again is indicating a hormonal imbalance. It's likely more of an estrogen progesterone ratio thing. Um, But anytime you have jawline and chin acne, that's absolutely a hormonal imbalance going on. Mm, okay. And obviously, like, you know, the general question, oh, how do I balance my hormones? I bet you always get that. And I'm assuming it's very different for every single person, right? Yeah, that's the issue, right? And I wish I had an I had a generalized answer that I could give you. But the problem is like, everyone's imbalance is different. So are we dealing with low progesterone? Are we dealing with high, high estrogen? Are we dealing with high testosterone? Like, is it low estrogen? Like there's just so many different kind of pieces to the puzzle. Is it cortisol? Like, is it your adrenals? You know, like they're, all of them are hormones. So it's, yeah, it's a complicated picture. And I I will say, um, please, please do not navigate supplementally uh, hormone work alone. It can be disastrous. It is not a good idea, even though it's natural. Supplements are strong. Herbs are strong. You don't know what the symptoms are. You don't have the education around it. And it's it like I I've made the mistakes for you. I like I would never advise doing it blindly, right? Just taking a dim supplement, for example, that's a detoxer of estrogen, just because it's kind of all over and it's worked for some people. Like you don't necessarily have a high estrogen problem, right? So it's you gotta be weary of that too. So how do you test your hormones? Is it a blood test? Yeah, you can do a blood test, you can do a saliva test, and you can do a urine test. Um, But also, if you're going to someone like myself who sees this all the time, like you can do a lot of it based on symptoms. Mm -hmm. So like I see, like, I mean, there's clear patterns too with, with acne clients that come to see me. So most of the time we don't need to do testing and we can heal them up just fine with supplements. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Oh, I want to get my hormones tested yeah, soon. <laughs> it's very interesting. I got, I, got, I got the Dutch urine test uh, last year, I would say. Um, and oh, my gosh. Do a blood work test this uh, next week to just see where I'm at, see, see if I've imp- – I hope I've improved. Which – so which is more accurate or it's pretty much the same? Um, no, the Dutch urine test's better because it shows, like, all the different hormonal cascades. Um, it also does, like – uh, cortisol a little bit more in depth. So it shows your actual pattern of cortisol, which is super, super helpful to see like when you're crashing, are you, are you following the line somewhat or are you way off? Um, and then does stuff like serotonin, like neurotransmitter stuff as well. How much is this test? Uh, it's like 400 Canadian. I want to say. Wow. I really want to do it. So how do they, how does it know that much from P? I, that I don't know, but it, yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very interesting thing. And they give you this whole document with all your little charts and everything and a write up on it all. It's really interesting. Oh my God. I need to do that. Yeah, Love yeah, that. You totally should. Okay. Next question from Instagram. Um, I came off of antibiotics two years ago, but the acne suddenly flared. Why? Yeah. So antibiotics like uh, birth control and like, I mean, kind of Accutane, I guess. Uh, Wait, birth control is an antibiotic? No, but it's doing the same thing, right? Like it's a band-aid for a bull wound, right? It's not addressing the root cause. It's just covering it up and and balancing you in a synthetic way, right? Like you're taking this antibiotic to basically kill bacteria, but when you go off it, the bacteria grows and your acne comes back, right? So that's why. And the other thing that is is problematic with that is that 
antibiotics are really hard in the gut. So they really decimate the gut the same way that the birth control pill does. And it's likely that your gut wasn't functioning optimally if you had skin stuff going on in the beginning. And now you're coming off of these, these harsh antibiotics of which each time, each round is going to be higher and higher and higher because your body builds up immunity to antibiotics. That's just how it works. Right? So then eventually you're coming off this, the acne is going to flare and again, likely be way, way worse. So it's almost like you become reliant on it, which is not great, right? Like you mm-hmm. acne will come back unless you're taking this really harsh antibiotic and then you've got to go higher and higher in dosage and then it stop and then it will stop working likely altogether. Because yeah, and like also why do you want to of course fill your body with that crap? Of course, yeah, cuz it's it's so hard in the gut. It's so hard on the gut. Yeah, oh my gosh. All right, so next question is what kind of facials are best for acne-prone skin, um, and do you even believe in facials? Yeah, so facials for me are really tricky. I um, I don't believe in extractions of cystic or like whiteheads or inflamed acne because it tends to scar because you're breaking the skin, you're squeezing stuff out that's not ready to be squeezed. So blackheads are one thing. Um, blackheads I don't have an issue with doing extractions for. Um, but inflamed acne that is not ready should not be touched. So before I knew any better, I was doing years and years and years of facials and, uh, it ruined my skin. So I have, I have scarring that could have very easily been avoided. Um, just pick scarring. So indented scarring from all the, all the extractions. And, you know, you kind of should wonder, like, this doesn't feel like it's so painful. Like, I would be crying on the table. It was so painful. And it didn't, it never felt like it was like, oh, easy, ready to pop, like blackheads. You know what I mean? So that kind of should have been my first indication. Now, the second thing is with spas, they're pushing product. So at the end of the day, they only have one line that they're using. Then they are pushing that product on you. So it's not like when, for example, when a client comes to me and I'm giving them um, skincare based on their skin's skin's needs, we're doing different brands, right? Because different brands offer awesome different products. This is kind of hard because first of all, if you're using, if you aren't using what the spa is using, all of a sudden, if you have reactive acne, acneic skin, and you're getting these facials once a month with all this different, who knows what's in the product? Does it have heavy oils? Does it have silicones? Like there's stuff that acne skin can be super sensitive to. Um, and then on top of that, you're doing extraction. So then you're getting a purge as soon as you leave and they're like, okay, come back in four weeks to just do it again. So you're, your skin's in this like cycle of perpetual, like being broken essentially, um, and aggravated and angry and just not calm at all. So I don't love facials. Um, the only thing that I do like are hydrofacials because it's really non-invasive and it doesn't break the skin. So it's just acid. So you know what you're getting. Um, and I, I love acids and the vacuum, it's like a little vacuum. Um, I, I don't know what the correct term. It's like a little vacuum pen little vacuum basically. Pen. Yeah. yeah. Vacuum pen. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it just sucks out sucks all the stuff. stuff that's ready to come out. Exactly. So that's fine. You still get a tiny purge, but nothing like with the uh, manual extractions. Mm, yeah. And it doesn't feel as like invasive whatsoever. Oh, not at all. Like you don't feel, it doesn't hurt at all. It feels nice. It does feel good. Yeah. And it's nice to see what comes out at the end. Oh, yeah. It's so satisfying. <laughs> Um, all right. Next question is what's the best treatment for adult acne and what could be causing it? 
Yeah. So that is a really general question. So I wanted to talk about this just because it kind of answers all the possibilities of what could be going on. So likely, again, we're going to come back to that hormonal thing. But so the issue with hormones, right, is that it's all connected to all those organs of elimination in the body. So your digestion, um, your liver function, your kidney function, your lymphatic function, and then obviously your skin, your skin barrier, barrier and all that as well. So not only obviously what matters, what you're putting in the body, do you have any um, allergies, later onset allergies, sensitivities to food, but do you have gut problems? Do you have parasites? Are you super, super stressed? Is your cortisol out of line? Are you sleeping? How are those hormones doing? Um, and then of course you have those traditional like not functioning in the liver and kidneys, the lymphatic systems completely, completely clogged. Um, and then, you know, the male hormones and the female hormones being out of whack on top of that. So like when I see someone, we're looking at all of that and in which one is it, is it multiple? And then trying to kind of heal each little individual piece of the person and then come out to like a holistic healing point. Oh, hello. Oh, sorry. I was on mute. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh my God. I was talking and you're like, hello. I'm like, oh no. Did it drop? Anyway. Okay. Sorry. What'd you say? Back. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> I'll cut it all out. Whatever. Anyway. Okay. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So next question is, what are the best foods and supplements to use to avoid acne? Yeah. So foods, you're really just wanting to have kind of like a whole foods based approach. So obviously organic meats are good. Like I, I, I am a proponent of animal protein. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, obviously and not, you don't have to eat it at every meal, but some grass fed beef and some, you know, wild fish is, is always really great just because of the protein content and also the, for fish, especially the omega fatty acids. Um, as many fruits and vegetables as you can. I know people are so scared of fruits. Like, just don't be. It's fine unless you have a sensitivity to them. If you, you know, don't go out eating maybe like the high the high glycemic fruits every day, but like berries and stuff like that, citrus, like that's all really great. They're also like citrus is like cooling food. It's good for internal heat. Um, and then, yeah, like also anything probiotic food. So like kimchi is really good. Sauerkraut, um, kombucha as long as it's low in sugar, anything like that. It's just really like fresh, real food. That's all you really need to focus on. Uh, yeah. Less, less packaged. Yeah, and No package. Yeah. Nothing in no and None of that. Unless it's like, you know, you're getting, you know, organic tomato sauce or whatever. And you're, 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 you're that's fine. But yeah, just think of like going to the grocery store and getting like fresh produce and then going to the butcher or whatever and getting your fresh meat. Like that's how we all should be eating, right? Mm, absolutely. A hundred percent. We're just like inundated with all of this packaged food. I was at the grocery store this morning and it's like I went in to get a few vegetables and I like it was so overwhelming because it's so big and there's yeah. so much stuff and packages and this and that. I've really just been trying to avoid package stuff. It's yeah. really just going back to the basics and cooking at home and yeah. you know putting time aside to cook. So many people say they don't have time to cook, but like prioritize it, stop watching Netflix, do meal prep for the week instead. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Like my go-to every night is roasted veggies and some either like if I'm not doing meat, like I'll do some sort of like bean dish 
or I'll do like just like some lean protein and like it's so easy. You just stick it in and you just stick the vegetables in the oven for like 40 minutes. Like it's it's nothing. It's just cutting them that's the time consuming. Exactly. It actually is so easy and yeah. like you can prep so many veggies in the fridge and they last all week. Like you Absolutely. it's just it's amazing. Yeah. Um so next question is do probiotics help and if they do which ones to look for? Yeah. So probiotics definitely help. I put everyone on them at the beginning, um, especially because even if someone's like, yeah, my digestion's great, it's unlikely that it is to the level that I want it to be. Um, and just based on all of our exposures, I mean, everyone's probably been on either the birth control pill, the antibiotics, or some round of antibiotics. Like it just, there's the, it's the world we live in. So there's going to be an imbalance there. It's very likely. Um, so in terms of what you're looking for, you want to probably be looking for at least like 30 billion, like, um, colony forming units. And then at least like eight strains, eight different strains would be my advice there. And there's so many different brands. So you're also just looking for like something that doesn't have a bunch of fillers in it, in the capsule. So just like a clean brand, I really like, um, renew life. You can get it all over the world. It's like, they're consistent. They're a really good brand. Um, they have like 30 billion all the way up to, I want to say like 150 billion. Um, but I, those are like the ones I recommend honestly to most people because I have clients all over the world, right? So those are really easy to get. Amazing. Yeah. Um, one, okay. So basically I did a stool test when I was back in London to check out my gut and my nutritionist back in London, uh, Gabriella Peacock, she helped me out with that. And, um, basically I've done two of them. Um, I won't get into the nitty gritty details, but basically on both of them, my lactobacillus species are non-existent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Non-existent. So like during my first test I did in October, I had like a potential pathogen bacteria in my gut. So I had to get on these natural supplements. And thankfully after uh, two months, the the pathogen completely died off and there's no trace of that in my gut anymore. But um, now it's like, I still don't have any of this lactobacillus, which is like the main beneficial bacteria. So you're going to die. I spent $150 yesterday on these special probiotics that she recommended. Um, I couldn't even, I had to like go to a special health food store. They went to the back to get it for me. Sorry. You have to go to Smith's pharmacy. No, I went to the one on St. Clair, um, Harry's, but he had to go to the back to yeah. like, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a normal one. Um, and it's called VSL number yeah. three. I've been here before. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's Very actually sachets. Pardon me? It's like the sachets. There's no, it's not a pill. Oh, it's like, yeah, a, yeah, you pour it into a little water glass. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm on day two now. And guess how many, you obviously know how many uh, strains of bacteria, but for the listeners, 450 billion strains of beneficial bacteria in each packet. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. I'm so interested to see how you feel after this. What do you, okay, what's your assumption? What do you think? Because basically I need to just like overwhelm my gut with yeah. beneficial bacteria. So it starts growing. Yeah, you should. I think you'll feel fine. I it, I took it so long ago. I don't even remember, like, I don't even remember what it felt like. Cause I think I was also too young to, to really like understand what's going on. Um, mm. but I, I, yeah, I would imagine like how many days is it? Uh, 30 days, um, one a day. Yeah. So I, yeah. Keep me posted on that. I definitely will. You feel great at the end of it. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. (laughs) 
That could be like, I, you know, I, this is the first uh, round of stool tests I've ever done. Um, and, you know, maybe that is a link to my, my flare ups on my arms. Um, with my, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That, uh, that'll be interesting to see if the rosacea calms down. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's pretty much all the questions. There were so many more, but guys, just make sure to go check out Meg on Instagram. DM her. If you have any questions, yeah. check her out. Um, do you want to remind me of your Instagram and socials? Yeah. So it's getglow.t.o. Uh, and then my website's www.getglowto.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Meg. This has been such an informative episode. I'm sure everybody is going to love it. Good. I'm so glad. Thanks again for having me on, girl. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Just a little reminder that Meg is offering bonuses to everybody that is going to contact her and ask her to help them out with their skin. She's offering a consultation and a whole holistic healing plan. Go to her website, check it out, let her know that you found her through this podcast and she will give you some bonus stuff for free. Love you guys.